This is New Bedford's news talk station, the place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500. Or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us. Or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. Welcome back in third and final hour this morning. Uh, we have plenty of time to talk with you at 508-996-0500 and via app chat on the WBSM app. And, of course, the conversation will continue in the next hour when Brian Thomas will be with you from 9 to noon. Uh, but before I get back into the conversation, we're talking about this report in the Washington Post about a number of communities that have used public safety grants to purchase surveillance cameras and, you know, you would see them out on the pole on the street and the idea is that they're there to help fight crime, but that they're being pointed at public housing units and that footage is being utilized to evict people from their homes. And the article mentions a, a couple of instances in New Bedford where that has happened. However, it is important to note that the New Bedford cameras that are being utilized are purchased from the housing authority from their budget and not using those public safety grants. But that's just one aspect of the story. And, and it's really worth the read. It's a, it's a lengthy piece, but it's worth the read at WashingtonPost.com. And also check out the photos because the photos that were taken in New Bedford not only show what the cameras look like and, and give you an idea of what the residents are dealing with, but they were also taken by Kylie Cooper, who is a former WBSM intern. She worked here with me a few summers ago when I was the digital managing editor, and I knew then she was a great photographer. And you know how I know somebody is a great photographer? Because I look at it and I get it. Like, I understand why what that is is art. Because when I take a photo, it's not art. So when I see somebody like a Peter Pereira, and I see the, the kind of photos they take, I say, oh, that's why photography is an art. I get it now. And Kylie is definitely somebody uh, who has that same eye. And she's been publishing a number of different publications. And it was nice to see her, her name in the photo cut line at uh, thewashingtonpost.com. So check that out uh, if you get a chance. And we can, of course, discuss it throughout the course of the hour here this morning. But one of the things that I also discussed earlier was that there is a public, a virtual public meeting happening tomorrow regarding those proposed septic upgrades to people in Dartmouth and Westport, people on the Cape. This is something that has been discussed now for a few months here on WBSM because, first of all, we were being told it was going to happen and you didn't really have much say in it. Basically, the Mass DEP said, you are going to make these $50,000 plus upgrades to your septic system if you live in these communities and, oh, well, you have to do it. No plan for any kind of public, you know, any, any kind of... Uh, um, state assistance to be able to help out with paying that. No, you know, when, when people asked in public meetings, how are we supposed to afford this? They were being told by proponents of this idea, people who are for it, you know, well, take out a loan, take out another mortgage. Well, as it turns out, some of those people who were in those meetings advocating for these systems and saying, of course we have to do this. This is the right thing to do. It turns out some of those were actually people that were on the committee that decided this and just didn't identify themselves as such, but that's a whole different issue. But there, this public meeting is going to be happening tomorrow at 2 p.m. And in that meeting, they're going to give some specifics about what is happening with the nitrogen levels going into the watersheds, why it needs to be taken care of now, what the proposed septic upgrades are, 
and how much time you can expect to have to be able to complete them before I don't know what will happen. We haven't been told what the consequences will be. So that might come up in the meeting as well. So this virtual public meeting is going to be happening tomorrow at 2 p.m. It is via Zoom. So if you go to WBSM.com and the WBSM app, you can click on the link right there in the story to be able to connect with the meeting via Zoom tomorrow at 2 p.m. And I would recommend going in there and pre-registering because I don't know if they have unlimited seats in that. You know, they, they only have so many seats in these Zoom meetings. So you want to make sure that you get yourself registered so that they'll send you the link when the time comes to be able to go into it. But some of you may not have access to the computer, may not have access to Zoom. You can still listen in to the, to the meeting via telephone. And I'm going to give you that number again one more time. And I'll try to remember to give it to you again tomorrow morning. But if you are listening and you want to take part in that, grab a pen right now. I will give you those numbers very quickly. I'm going to give you another minute to grab that pen. And if you don't have a computer, I would recommend every time you're listening to WBSM, keep a pen handy. Because without being able to go back there and jumping on the computer and finding out exactly what we're talking about, you, you, you're going to want to take notes and write things down and all kinds of stuff. So uh, if you have your pen and pencil ready... The number to call in to take part in that meeting, 713-353-7024. That's 713-353-7024. If you want a toll-free number to call in, 888-330-1716. That's 888-330-1716. And when you call in, because what's happening is there, there's this is a number that people call in all over the world to get into different meetings. You have to give them the conference code for the exact conference you were trying to connect with. And that conference code is 115-585. So again, 115-585. That'll be the number that you'll have to type in and then it'll get you into the right meeting. And I'll, um, I'll give those numbers again tomorrow, but if you need them again or if you need the link, it's all in the story at WBSM.com or on the WBSM app. And uh, we will try and do our best to make sure that, you know, you're aware of every time they have these meetings going forward so that you can take part in them. I know it's something that affects a lot of people here on the South Coast and it certainly has riled a lot of people up. And so this way here, I think even just... Even just being there, even if it's not a public comment situation, just being there shows how many people are paying attention to this story and shows the folks that are trying to push it exactly how the the local folks here on the South Coast feel about it. So um, that'll take care of that. So again, I'll give those numbers again tomorrow if I remember to do so. And if I forget, call in and remind me. And I'll make sure I give them to you. So going back to that Washington Post article, as I mentioned, there's one woman who talked about how she was um, evicted because they said that her ex, she said her ex-husband was coming to help her take care of the kids while she was working and going to school. So when she couldn't be there, he would come and watch the kids. Now, the housing authority suspected that he was living there and not contributing to the rent. So if he's living there and he's got income and he could be helping pay the rent if he's living with them, they might not need to be in that housing situation. So what they did is they put what's called a digital marker on her door that 
made sure that they knew every time somebody went through that door. And when they reviewed the footage and the Washington Post saw the footage themselves, when they went through the footage, they realized, wow, this guy is here a lot. And he's been here, I guess, overnight a lot because they mentioned that you're only allowed to stay there overnight 21 times in a year. You're only allowed to have an overnight visitor 21 times in a year. So I'm guessing, it doesn't say this explicitly in the article, but I'm guessing that he probably exceeded that number of times being there overnight. Apparently when they caught wind that they were watching the front door, he started using the back door. So they went and placed a camera pointed at her back door so they could catch him utilizing the back door to go in and out. So at what point is this protecting the integrity of public housing and making sure that the right people are in there? And as the woman who was evicted points out, as she called it, harassment. She brought them paperwork that showed them that, this is according to her, this is what she told the Washington Post, that she provided paperwork that showed that he lived somewhere else. So at what point are they just harassing you because they want to get you out of there? They talked about another woman who gets into altercations with some of the residents, and they also caught her smoking too close to the building. So they utilized that to be able to, to kick her out. Now she lives in her relative's basement. I think it was her daughter's basement and her sister's basement. And now she has to find a new place to live, but she has an eviction on her record now at 68 years old. So again, how much of this is protecting the integrity of what public housing is supposed to be for? How much of it is a violation of privacy and harassment? 508-996-0500. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Uh, good morning, Tim. How you doing? I'm uh, doing all right. You know, on that whole thing with these public housing units, I mean, the cameras are outside. It's not like they're inside, but they are there. It's taxpayer funded. They're getting government programs. Uh, and uh, anywhere in public, uh, they're being recorded. There's no privacy there. Just like when you go into a, well, a store. In, in, you know, from the time you go to the parking lot into the building, you're being recorded. In some of these instances, there are, you know, there, there are, a, there are more of an apartment style than they are, you know, the individual houses with the outdoor doors. And they have cameras in the hallways that are watching people going in and out of the doors the same way. Right. Well, they, that's the thing. You know, when they're... Uh, uh, they when they apply for these uh, you know public housing units and government assistance, uh, uh, you know uh, they shouldn't be surprised uh, that they're being watched, that the cameras outside are watching their every move. But if so, they don't want to so, do that. They shouldn't be in a government. Uh, so uh, just just, unit. just because you need some assistance, that means yeah. that you should have a loss of privacy. That's not what I said. I said that they shouldn't be surprised if they're being watched, if there's cameras. Uh, uh, outside and in, uh, in, the, in the hallways. Well, that I didn't know because I, I don't live in those units, so I don't know. But uh, they're being watched. Now, if the camera was inside the apartment, watching uh, that would be an invasion of privacy. But if it's outside and uh, you're being recorded, uh, that's, pub that's a public space. But you, so, don't, you don't think you know, that intentionally cataloging how many times you go in and out of your house and who goes in and out of your house, you don't feel that that's an invasion of privacy? Outside, it's public. It's a public space. It's public domain. If you're on a public sidewalk and you'll be, 
Like, when and, you okay, the, okay. I'll I'll even take it a step further there. I'll say that, if there's a, if there's a camera pointed at it, fine. There's a camera pointed at it. It's pointed at it anyway, so it's going to just catch that. They set digital markers so that they would be alerted to when somebody went in and out of her particular residence. That's that's that seems a little bit much to me. Well, those cameras. You have to understand those cameras are moving uh, in all directions, so they're not just fixated on one in one specific spot. Those cameras. They're, they're uh, doing surveillance of the whole. Uh, but they they're, pivot. But they're setting they it so that. Side to side. But they're yeah. setting it so that when she does go, in, when somebody does go in and out of her door, it does direct it to her door. They're directly targeting and her door. She has proof of that. She has proof of that. The Washington Post uploaded video footage of it, or, or they showed screenshots of it. But they watched the video footage of it. They saw it themselves. Yeah. Well, it's a, like I said. If you're on a public domain, uh, every anyone is privy. Uh, to what's going on, and if you're going to be in a public housing unit, expect to be watched. Uh, because uh, um, let's face it, they, they're trying to curb crime, and but I, I have strong opposition. If it was inside your dwelling, if it was in your dwelling, then I would say it's strictly that would be a violation of of your privacy. Sure, no doubt but about if that. It's yeah. public domain. She's. It's going to be very difficult for her to win and to win that case because the judge will just throw it out. I think she already lost. I think she's already been tossed out. Yeah, well, I, I knew that. Uh, I mean, as soon as you mentioned that, that should have no case. Uh, I hope she didn't pay a lot of legal fees. All right, well, thank you for the call. All right, Tim. You have a good day. And uh, so that that is the question. I mean, yeah, of course you're going to have cameras. So maybe you live in an apartment building that is not public housing, okay? Let's just say you live in a building, uh, and it could be an apartment building. It could be, you know, a three-family. It could be any kind of building. And let's just say that your landlord has put security footage on the property, security cameras, surveillance cameras on the property. I think for a lot of people, you know, that that can be something that is um, comforting. You know, I have security cameras at home. Now, my security cameras are, are more so I can keep an eye on the dog and I can yell at her to get off the couch when, you know, when I'm not home. But that's... You know, for a lot of people, they might feel some level of comfort in that. It's a different story when you know that they're targeting you. Like, I wouldn't ever want my landlord to to be keeping track of when I go in and out of my house. Yeah, you can point a, point a camera there, and then that way there, if something happens, you have the surveillance footage. If somebody breaks in, we can go back and look at the footage and provide that footage to the police so they can help try to capture the person, maybe recover what was stolen. But I wouldn't want to think that my landlord is sitting there keeping track of when I go in and out of my apartment and who comes in and out with me, who comes over to visit me, how long they stay. That seems like a big invasion of privacy to me. Whether or not, you know, the argument is, well, they're not on the lease, they're not supposed to stay there. Like, no matter what it might be, it still feels like it's too much. Maybe you feel differently. 508-996-0500. We'll take a break. Be back. And welcome back. We only have a few moments before we're going to be going into the newsroom. So if I don't get to all of the callers because the phone lines are lit up, if I don't get to all of you by the time we get to the news, hang on to the news. We'll take you as soon as we come back from it. Uh, but really quickly, before we go into the calls, I just want to let you know that if you are, I mean, it's 830 in the morning. I'm hungry for some breakfast. If you're hungry for some breakfast as well, there's no better place to go than just another Phoenix restaurant on Fawns Corner Road in North Dar. 
Dartmouth. Because as I always say, they have all your breakfast favorites, everything that you would expect to find on a breakfast menu, but they also have so many creative options as well. Every day they have a daily specials menu that has new and different ideas like stuffed French toast, such as s'mores stuffed French toast, Boston cream stuffed French toast, honey nut oats stuffed French toast, all kinds of stuff. They have different pancakes, omelets, sandwiches, all kinds of things. And when you go there, you can sit right at the counter and you can watch the cook make your breakfast in front of you. Who does that anymore? There's very few restaurants that have that anymore where you can actually watch the cook work on the grill as he's preparing your breakfast. So check them out. They're located on Fawns Corner Road in North Dartmouth. I guarantee you will find something that you will love at just another Phoenix restaurant. All right, let's take one quick phone call here before we have to go into the news. You are next on WBSM. Hey, good morning. How are you? All right, so so you're a single mom living in uh, government-assisted living and you're paying your rent according to your income, and you see your next-door neighbor who's also in the same situation you're in, living with her husband, and it, it appears that they're gaming the system. So they call, say, hey, listen, this woman has her husband or boyfriend, whatever, living with her. You would expect them to look into it, right? Sure, and you, you go to okay. them, you speak so, to them. Right, so, I mean, they're going to take a look at it, and if it appears that they might not be following the rules... Maybe they're going to say, hey, let's look into this more carefully and make sure that there's actually a violation here. Flag the door and let's see how often this is happening. I mean, it's not unreasonable. But there's rules where you live. There's rules where I live. But you don't feel that that's an invasion of privacy at all, to, to mark the door so that you record every time somebody's coming and going from that residence? Well, I'm sure they were suspicious before they marked the door. I'm sure they must have noticed it themselves and said, hey, listen, you know, we need to double check this before we... Before we take any action and make sure that this is actually a violation. And then they went and added a camera. When they stopped using the front door, they added a camera so they could watch her back door. Now, she had provided them, according to her, she had provided them documentation to prove that he had another residence, that he lived elsewhere. So right, at, that, I mean, at, at that point, shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't that settle the issue? I don't know. How much time are you spending there? I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're there... You're there. I mean, I mean his, his children are there, so it's understandable that he would want to spend a lot of time there. Right. I, I get it. I'm just saying it's it's probably not as uh, shady as it appears. I, they probably did try to do the right thing. I mean, I would I would think they probably well. And according to the NBHA, they did they did try to work with her, you know, on a on a plan to try to keep her to be able to stay in the house. But she would have to admit that he was doing this, and and she wouldn't do that because she said that wasn't the case. Yeah. Oh. Again, I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm just saying I can see a scenario where you'd want to look at it further and make sure that what you're seeing is actually a problem. So sure. if that means flagging the door or, you know, or if you're trying to be sneaky and sneak in the back door, I mean, maybe you do have something to hide. Or, yeah, or it could just be like you're like, well, well, I know you're recording me and I don't feel comfortable with that. So screw right. you it guys. could be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It could be. Could all be. Right. Could be all of things. Thank you for the call. Right. Have a good day. And callers, hang on. We will get to you when we come back after the news, but right now we are going to go into the WBSM newsroom with Kate Robinson. Gunmen in southeastern Nigeria have attacked a U.S. convoy, killing four people, local police say. BBC News reports two of the victims of Tuesday's attack in the Anambra state were U.S. consulate employees, while the other two were police officers. The attackers kidnapped three other people and set their vehicle on fire. Washington says no U.S. citizens were in the convoy. 
Scientists are predicting global warming will reach a new record over the next few years. Researchers at the World Meteorological Organization say there's now a 66% chance that the Earth will pass a three-degree global warming threshold between now and 2027 because of emissions from human activities and from the El Nino weather system expected this summer. Former French President Nicolas Sarkozy has lost his appeal against a prison sentence for corruption. But the Paris Appeals Court ruled that he could serve his time at home wearing a tag instead of going to jail. In 2021, Sarkozy was sentenced to three years in prison, including two suspended, for trying to influence a judge in a separate case. The 68-year-old was the first former French president to get a custodial sentence. A hearing will be held today to decide on the legal status of the abortion pill Mifepristone. A three-judge panel with the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals in the U.S. is poised to decide on the legal status of the pill, which was used in over half of the recent abortions nationwide. At least three more busloads of asylum seekers are arriving in New York City today as officials consider putting them in school gyms. Mayor Eric Adams says the city is looking at upwards of 20 school gyms to possibly house migrants in the city that's out of shelter. Most companies have settled into a hybrid work strategy that shows little signs of fading as office occupancy rates hover around 50% since the start of the year. Aaron Rayal reports. Employees at companies with hybrid strategies work on average of 2.5 days a week in the office. About 58% of companies allow employees to work a portion of the week from home. The number of companies that require employees to be in the office full time has actually declined to 42% from 49% just three months ago. Frustration is growing in cities that are suffering from declining real estate values, setting the stage for lower property tax revenue and pressuring bars, restaurants, and other small businesses. For example, in New York City, every employee working from home costs the city roughly $4,600 in revenue annually. Aaron Rayal, NBC News Radio. A Louisiana lawmaker is once again proposing a bill that would allow residents to carry concealed handguns without a permit. Republican Representative Danny McCormick says the GOP supermajority would be able to override a veto by the governor and that he's deliberately trying to make the matter a hot-button issue in this year's governor's race. Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets turned in a historic triple-double performance in a 132-126 win over the Los Angeles Lakers in Game 1 of the NBA's Western Conference Finals. Jokic totaled 34 points, 21 rebounds, and 14 assists as the Nuggets took a 1-0 series lead in Denver last night. And Taco Bell wants to cancel the trademark Taco Tuesday. Mark Mayfield explains. The trademark has been owned by rival Taco John's for 34 years. Taco Bell argues the phrase should be freely available to all who make, sell, eat, and celebrate tacos. The fast food chain added nobody should have exclusive rights in a common phrase. Taco Bell filed a petition with the Trademark Trial and Appeal Board, and it can take up to two years before a decision is made. Taco John's has 40 days to respond, and if the two sides can't reach an agreement, a trial could come into play. I'm Mark Mayfield. In sports, the Eastern Conference Finals are at TD Garden. The Celtics in Game 1 with the Miami Heat tonight at 8.30. And the Red Sox go up against the Seattle Mariners again tonight. That game at 7.10.
Now for a look at your local forecast from ABC6. Well, we're going to be a little bit cooler today. We're only going to see temperatures of about 61 degrees. Overnight tonight, a bit cooler. We'll see those low to mid-30s, so make sure you bring the plants in or cover them up. We could see some frost around the area. And for tomorrow, we're going to reach a high of about 60 degrees. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WPSM. Right now it is 55 degrees and mostly sunny. I'm Kate Robinson for WBSM News. Stay up to date with WBSM, New Bedford's news talk station. And get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. WBSM, as crystal clear as FM. Stream us on the WBSM app. All right, let's jump right back into the phone calls at 508-996-0500. I'll also try to read all those app chat messages that are coming in too, I promise, but the phone lines have been on fire, so let's keep those rolling on. Good morning, you are next on WBSM. Hello. Good morning, Tim. Hi, you're on the air. Uh, I, I call in representing a law firm, Dewey, Screw, and Howe, and I represent your two <laughs> dogs who you are spying on on a regular basis, and they're very upset about this. Hey, listen, uh, you know, th- there's an agreement that comes upon living in my house, and that's stay off the furniture. That goes for the, the animals and the people as well. But they want to know in the deposition whether you're going to evict them or not. Or uh, you're going to charge them more rent. You know, or if, lower their food, food bill. If I had my way, I would just say, you know, the way we can settle this is you fetch my slippers, you know, you bring me the newspaper. They won't do that. So, hey, what are you going to do? You're very dogogistic or masochistic or whatever <laughs> you want to call it. Anyway, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, it's wrong 100%. I think, you know, people get their hands on technology, uh, air tags and, you know, following, you know, following your wife's car to see if she's cheating on you or <laughs> whatever. And, uh, I, I think that this is totally wrong. It's a misuse of the technology and, you know, people sign up to, you know, be in public housing and, you know, under certain guidelines, but they also need to live in a free um, society. Uh, we, you know, I live in Freetown, Asona, and uh, we had some drones flying a few months ago, and uh, then my neighbors were telling me that they were owned by the city, um, and they were, I don't know, chasing somebody or somebody, and I kept thinking, First thing is, I didn't even know we had drones. <laughs> and number two is, wh- why are they flying them at night? They're, you know, stationary, you know, over our neighborhood and, and off they go. And I don't know anything about them, but to me it was, uh, uh, you know, and again, I'm, it's more like anecdotal, but you know, the whole thing was a bit on the creepy side. It would be really good if we all knew what was going on. True, um, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, no, I, you know, I guess uh, the thing is, is that you're looking out for people's, or the dialogue is looking out for people's rights, but, you know, we're, as a, as a country, we're actually going the opposite direction. So, um, you know, it seems like federal government likes what China does and, you know, uh, scoring people's uh, credit and they're, uh, um, you know, giving everyone a scorecard. And, and, uh, and that's, you know, I have a feeling we're heading that direction in the next 20 years. So well, we're all going to have a scorecard. And, and part of it is, you know, in New Bedford, it's pointed out in the, in the Washington Post article, New Bedford's cameras that they're using for these purposes are, they were purchased by the housing authority from their budget. So it is the housing authority using these cameras that they paid for for the purpose they want to use it. But in other municipalities, they're utilizing cameras that were bought with public safety grants. So these were designed to watch the streets for crime or to have footage if a, if a crime is committed. And instead, they're utilizing those to be able to essentially spy on the people that live in public housing. But if, the, if there was a, obviously a, 
requisition for cameras and bought by the housing authority what what was the what are the bullet points underneath that was it safety and security or was it to watch the residents and see what they're doing and and build a case if that's the case you know that then it becomes illegal search and seizure right yeah, well, we're working on trying to find out exactly how it all came about. Uh, Kate's, no, it, Kate's it trying to get the details. Right, right, exactly. But we're trying to find out, you know, there's no statement from the Mitchell administration in this article. and We haven't heard back from them yet with our request for a statement. So if, if we don't hear by tomorrow, the mayor's supposed to join us uh, in the 8 o'clock hour, and we'll see if we can get some answers from him. And by the way, there is no law firm Dewey Screwman How I just made that up from the Three Stooges. Just right. No, I, no I, I, believe me, I've, I've been filed papers from them. I've been handed, uh, <laughs> I've been handed summonses to court from them. They're real. Well, you got you got some coming from your dog, so just watch right. that. For <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Yeah. Have a good one. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. You are next on WBSM. Hello. Hi. You're on the air. Yes, uh, Tim. I just wondering what happened to Phil. Uh, Phil, uh, he finished up last week. He he stepped away from the morning show, and he's uh, contemplating his next move. But let me just tell you that we've we've got some uh, some ideas for how we could utilize him. But he's gonna he's gonna let everybody know in time what is what his next move is. But he's he's starting the next chapter of of his career. Okay, thank you very much. All right, you have a you good have one. a great day. And uh, yep, I'll be covering with you here until uh, until things are finalized. I mean, would I like to stay here? Absolutely, I love talking to all of you, especially this early. Uh, but uh, we'll see. There's there's a lot of things going around. So when people call in and they say, "Well, why can't WBSM just tell us what's going on?" Because we're coming up with all kinds of great ideas. And every day when we have one idea in play, and we think, "Okay, this is what we're going to do," and then somebody comes up with something else. So trust me, in a few weeks. When everything is kind of all settled down and you realize what's going on, you're going to say, oh, wow. Oh, I see what they were doing. A lot of moving pieces, a lot of moving parts. But I will tell you this much. I will be here with you in the mornings until they tell me that I can, you know, sleep in again and come back in a little bit later. They want me to keep getting up early. I'll do that. They want to let me sleep in a little bit more. Trust me, after these first few days, I'd probably do that too. 508-996-0500. Let me squeeze in a couple of these app chat messages before we have to take a break. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sunny 62 in a cushion it. Will all the illegal immigrants' children be will all the illegal immigrants' children be fully vaccinated before going to school like American children? And you watch we'll be having another pandemic of some sort. Stop illegals. Well, uh, there are there are parents who don't want there are American parents who don't want their kids to be vaccinated before they go to school either. Uh, McAfee in Fairhaven says if that caller has to find out about the veterans. What action is she going to take to intervene to help the vets? And by the way, I went back and, and checked into that a little bit more. Now, when you hear it talked about here on the radio, they're talking about New York City. They're talking about how New York City veterans are moved. I don't know that that happened in Taunton. That's what I'm talking about. And I don't know if Sean O'Connell said in the Howie interview that the same thing has happened in Taunton because I didn't, I didn't get a chance to hear the interview. I had, I'm learning some different parts of the job here, so I'm you know, not able to keep the radio on during those times. So to me, it, you know, if, if it's happening in New York city, it's still not, a, it's still horrible. I still want veterans to be taken care of. I just don't know that that was happening in the Taunton situation. Uh, and in fact, in some places this time of year, it actually helps hotels to have somebody have them move in and pay the bill, whether it's the government or whether it's a, a, a charitable organization or a church, whoever it might be, that's actually footing the bill for it that can actually help them at a time when they're not getting, you know, in a couple of weeks, it'll be tourist season. 
But not a lot of people are coming and staying in Taunton and filling up those hotels all the time. So they've got the space. Secondly, these are Haitian refugees that are coming for political asylum who have filed all the necessary paperwork and have given the documentation. These aren't illegal immigrants that, that cross the border illegally. These are Haitian immigrants that came across with paperwork and went through legal checkpoints to enter into the country. So it's a different situation than what, what it's trying to be portrayed as. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Carolyn and the Sonnet, I'll preface this with two things. I haven't read the article yet, and this is about the Washington Post article. Oh, hold on. I clicked the button wrong, and now it reset all the messages. Tell you what, why don't I take the break? When we come back, I'll catch up on those app chat messages, and I'll take more of your calls. 508-996-0500. And welcome back in. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in, app chat. If you want to text in, and I'll go back to those app chat messages. Carolyn and the Sonnet writes, I'll preface this with two things. I haven't read the article yet, and I am a bleeding heart liberal. However, regardless, uh, however, regarding the cameras, if I live there, I would have no problem if someone had a camera on my front door. It would be really boring footage. If you are following the rules, you have nothing to worry about. The cameras are not inside their homes. When you sign a lease anywhere, you are agreeing to follow the rules outlined to live there. You can't break the rules and then be outraged that there are consequences for it, regardless of how you were found out. Uh, let's see. Officer in Fairhaven says, Tim, calm down with that caller talking about the, the caller in the last hour. The... Hampton Inn in Fairhaven has at least 20 immigrant families, and yes, they are living in a Taunton hotel. Don't argue with her. You are better than that. Uh, let's see here. Al in Somerset says, Hi, Tim. Congratulations on your new time slot. Well, you know, temporarily. Uh, boy, Mad Martha went on, was on a roll today, but yes, we need to get more facts on these veterans and immigrants and what is going on. Right now, it's all a mess. Have a great day, and to you as well, Al. Uh, John in Fairhaven, talking about the public meeting that will be happening about the Title V changes. It's a virtual public meeting happening tomorrow at 2 p.m. He says, what a convenient time to hold a public meeting smack dab in the middle of a workday. Don't have it on a Tuesday or Friday evening when more people are likely to attend. One more way to sneak info by the residents. So, again, if you want to take part in that meeting tomorrow, you can do it via Zoom or via telephone. All the information is up at WBSM.com and on the app. And uh, West End in New Bedford says, Greetings, you would be shocked to find out only one housing project has cameras. The former United Front, now Temple Landing. Even the basketball courts and side streets are monitored directly in police dispatch. Um, well, but these, so that's, that, those are crime-stopping surveillance cameras. Those are the ones that are probably, you know, gotten with these public safety grants or, you know, from the police budget. We're talking about cameras that were uh, paid for by the housing authority budget that were placed on the housing authority property for their use. So this isn't necessarily, you know, something that the police are monitoring. Um, I, again, I don't know all the details, all the ins and outs, because the city didn't speak to the uh, Washington Post for the story. So we can find out more about that from Mayor Mitchell tomorrow when he comes in with us. Uh, I believe he's going to be joining us in the 8 o'clock hour. He is traveling this week. He's got a lot going on this week, so we're hoping he'll, he'll be able to make it in with us at 8 o'clock tomorrow. If he doesn't get back to uh, Kate Robinson before then and they don't provide some information or a statement to her because she has reached out to officials to find out more about this story uh, because New Bedford is featured prominently in this report from the Washington Post about municipalities, communities who utilize cameras to get footage to evict people from public housing. That here in New Bedford, their cameras are purchased by the housing authority, per the Washington Post reporting, but that in other communities, 
they get public safety grants. So they take cameras that are designed to keep an eye on the streets, keep an eye on some of these properties to see if there's criminal activity going on, and instead they utilize that footage to evict residents, which is not a, you know, not everything that would get you evicted is a criminal act. Some things are just a violation of your lease. So if you're using crime-fighting cameras that were gotten with a crime-fighting grant for a business, what is essentially a business transaction, I mean, I guess you could say in the end it is, it, it is criminal if somebody is taking public assistance and they don't need it because they have another person living there whose income they're just not claiming. You know, then you're committing fraud. But I don't think those cameras were designed to catch fraud. They were designed to catch people breaking in, shootings, stabbings, assaults, not whether or not somebody pays rent. We still have a little bit of time, 508-996-0500. Brian Thomas is going to have you coming up after this program, so uh, I'm sure he'll have lots of great stuff to talk with you about, and I'm sure he'll continue talking about this if you would like as well. Uh, But right now, I'm going to take my final break of the program this morning. And we we have a few days left for you to jump on this special deal that we have going on at SeizeTheDeal.com. Right now, we are saving you money on some delicious food from Pizzoni's Pizza in South Dartmouth. You can get $25 to Pizzoni's for just $12.50. That means you can get their amazing pizzas, subs, salads, and more for half the price. They are on sale through Friday. The deal is going to end on Friday, so you want to make sure you get over to SeizeTheDeal.com right now to get your chance to get a $25 gift certificate to Pizzoni's in South Dartmouth for just $12.50. And there are numerous other deals you can get there as well. There's always great deals going on at SeizeTheDeal.com. You should be checking it out each and every day. Also want to read real quickly, I got an email from Bella who says, for them to target anyone, it is because they felt that they were abusing the rules of the building. This happens all the time when you get government assistance for housing. This means that only the ones that are on the agreement are to live there. If not, they have to pay extra and they want to get away with it and anyone can have a bill in your name to a family or friend's address. That doesn't mean that they live there. It is time to fix our system and have only the ones that really need help be the ones that receive it. So there you go. If you want to find out more about that story, Again, you can check it out at the Washington Post's website, WashingtonPost.com, and uh, you can read it a little bit more in depth and, and get all the ins and outs of the story. Again, it's not all about New Bedford, but it focuses quite a bit on New Bedford. And also a shout out to our former intern, our former WBSM intern, Kylie Cooper, who took the local photos from New Bedford for that story. So published in the Washington Post, and she's been published all kinds of places here. She's really going places, and uh, very proud to have had her come through and I feel bad that I I made her be the social media intern for Spooky South Coast while she was here. Knowing what great photographs she takes, we could have had her out there doing a lot more of that. But, you know, hey, sometimes it takes takes you a little bit of time to realize what you had (laughs) when you had an intern. All right, that's going to do it for me for today. I am uh, just about out of time here. Stay tuned for Brian Thomas. He'll be with you from 9 to noon. Then, of course, at 12.15, we, uh, 12 o'clock, we will have Bill O'Reilly. And at 12.15, you've got Barry Richard. He'll be with you until 3 o'clock. That'll be followed by the Howie Carr Show. And then after Howie Carr, it is South Coast tonight. And uh, we have all that great local programming available for you, not only live and not only streaming, but also via podcast on WBSM.com, the WBSM app, and wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you all ever want to find a podcast and you